Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, President of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. We're two weeks into December. I've been doing a little bit of traveling, been having some events in different parts of the state. Hope you were able to be a part of it. If you're not, there's still some opportunities. We're having a uh, reception at our Austin office up here in the north part of Austin uh, next Monday. There is one at our capital location at lunch today, uh, mainly for some folks that work around that area, around the capital. So you might be one of them. So stop by. I'm going to head down there in just a little bit. And, uh, and then we're going to do something in San Antonio. Uh, what's the other city? Check our website, East Texas, Tyler. A lot of good stuff to catch up on our work. Also, celebrate Christmas a little bit and to uh, see what we're going to do in the new year. A lot of important work that we're going to do. Speaking of Christmas, we got a great guest today on the Texas Values Report who is a dear friend of our organization. You may remember last year, the city of Taylor made it very clear that they were going to choose a certain view of a Christmas parade that they would want to have. This caused a lot of problems. There was a lot of media attention, and a lot of the Christians in the area felt like they were attacked, that their Christmas parade that had been around for decades was being attacked. And, and, and really, a lot of it had to do with some LGBT folks and drag queens that wanted to take over the Christmas parade and have that featured. A lot of people felt like there was no historical connection. There was nothing that connects drag queens to Christmas. Uh, and really, it was just a political effort in a way to draw attention to those folks and, again, for them to push their way into society, into these events, and suggest there's nothing wrong dancing around practically naked in front of kids. A lot of people disagree with that. So someone who took a stand on that is going to be our guest today on the Texas uh, Values Report. Pastor Shane Allen is the pastor at Crossroads Assembly of God Church in Taylor, Texas. He's been there for quite a while. And he led the effort for the parade last year, which did move forward. And we'll talk about how things went this year. Uh, but that issue's not over. It's just another example of the war on Christmas. Pastor Shane Allen, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, it's good to see you this way. We see each other in person a lot. We've got to know each other a lot over the past year. You know, during Thanksgiving, I was reflecting on, I think that was the first time we had a conversation last Thanksgiving around that week because I was hearing reports about what was happening in Taylor, Texas, that there historically had been a Christmas parade, but the drag queens were trying to take it over or some LGBT folks trying to politicize this. And it seemed like the city uh, wasn't real excited about how this might turn out in really more a negative way towards the Christmas parade that you were involved in. And as a result of that, they had two parades. And it surely seemed to me like they were favoring the other one and not the one that you were involved in. But both parades went forward. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was not the case this year. And I want to get into that in just a minute. But I want people to understand sort of the background on some of this. And so much of that is your role and other people's roles in the church community in that particular area of the, the um, city of Taylor. So tell us a little bit about your history and your work in ministry, and particularly as it pertains to the area of Taylor, Texas. Okay. Well, uh, my wife and I moved here in 2007 to pastor our first church. We've been here ever since. Um, shortly after that, I got involved in the Ministerial Alliance. Um, the Chamber of Commerce had been doing the, par the parade for years, and then about a decade ago, um, maybe a little more, they they didn't want to do it anymore. And they wanted um, the city ask if the Ministerial Alliance would take it over. And so we did. Sure. So we've been running the parade for for the last, um, you know, 10 plus years. Uh, the previous year, I guess it was 21. 
Um, unbeknownst to us, one of the applications was a Taylor Pride float. Yeah. Well, Taylor is very proud of their ducks. Taylor ducks, duck pride, that sort of thing. So the ladies that were uh, approving the applications just approved it, not thinking, you know, pride as far as the LGBTQ movement. Well, end up, it was a, it, it, that's exactly what it was. And they did have a couple of, um, of um, drag performers on the float. So to prevent that in 2022, we changed the application that said, you the floats have to have to um, adhere to biblical and traditional values. Yeah. You know, traditional. Um, well, in, in many ways, you know, good faith sort of community standards, right? I mean, you see like yeah. nudity and things that are sexual in nature doesn't seem to fit with a Christmas parade. Right, especially in Taylor, Texas. This is not San Francisco. Yeah. So, so we changed that, and of course, that just blew up in Taylor. I mean, everybody just totally freaked out. Ended up getting national attention, national news, um, and so that's when the city started to implement uh, some very, um, very quick rules for the next year yeah. that would basically exclude us. It was, it was going to say that that they would no longer partner with. Um, nonprofits that and and I don't have the verbiage in front of me but basically it was if they're christian based if they're religious we're not going to partner with them anymore so well I want to get into that into a little bit more detail let's back up even further how long have sure. you been involved in christian ministry uh I became a christian in 2000 and uh excuse me 1994 Gotcha. So almost three decades, couple of decades yeah. you've been in the Taylor area. You know, I think you and I agree on this, and I think a lot of other people would, you know, particularly in small towns, right? Churches yeah. in that church community really can, in, in many ways, have a lot of the, um, not only the values, but sort of the identity of the town, right? A lot of the right. events that take place, to your point, a lot of the cultural things, when people need help, when there's disaster relief, when there's a food drive, where whatever it is, you know, supporting the local high school with, you know, different activities and, and you really, you know, building some strength and sturdiness in a community. A lot of times churches and the church leaders are a part of that. Absolutely. And I see that all the time. And it sounds like that was the case and, and has been the case in Taylor, not so much the government, right? And I think you and I would probably agree that it's better when the people are the ones involved in that. And the government sure. says, you know, y'all decide how y'all want to do this. We're just here, uh, you know, to sort of play our role, but but not to dictate to people how to do things in their community when uh, the leaders in that area are deciding that. And, uh, you know, and I know Taylor's growing a little bit, and so sometimes those things can change, but not always in a good way. But it's interesting, your point, right? The Chamber of Commerce says, we don't want to do it anymore. Who often steps up, right? The church, people, church leaders will step up when it's something that's important to the community, whether it's the Chamber of Commerce, the government people that no longer see it either a value or something they don't want to do, somebody steps in. And all of a sudden, though, later on, you know, people want to try to politicize it. And I think that's where the problem came in on this circumstance. Right. And we've seen an increase on that. Last year, I was there when the parade took place, your parade took place. There was a lot of controversy in the media attention. I don't think yeah. most people in Taylor, um, I don't think they were on the sides of the folks that were causing the controversy. The controversy right. was coming from the LGBT groups trying to really fit into uh, you know an event that was not about their agenda. Uh, Christmas is not about LGBT issues, drag queens, 
in politics, sure. right? I mean, it's a federal holiday. So it's a cultural thing as well as, you know, religious connections it has for us as Christians. And many people that are not Christian recognize, yeah, that's a significant day for Christianity, the right. birth of Jesus. And so, but you you were getting into some of this. We partner with you guys because after all this played out, there were two parades. The city starts trying to pass ordinances that in the beginning, it was really clear were yes. targeted towards groups like yours and others. Now, they didn't stop there. But um, in, in those early days on that, you know, it was a lot of people. I mean, when I would go to some of those meetings, it was like everyone that was there was on your side, our side. They were voicing their concerns. Um, what was that like for you? You know, I, I imagine you weren't in a lot of city council meetings and sort of used to some of that attention. Uh, how did it feel to have the support of your community? Well, it felt great to have the support of the community. I mean, it, it, it feels bad when you know, even, even if you disagree with a certain group, even on moral issues, it still feel, feels bad that you know people do not like you, Yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, to have the support of the community and, and again, it is the majority of the community. It is a, it is a very small segment of the community that is super active and super loud. So you literally would think they are larger than they are, but I believe it is a very small segment. It's just that they have um, they have the ear of the of the city government, and that, from what I understand, when we took over from the Chamber of Commerce, it had to do with the Chamber of Commerce did not um, did not want to deal with Christmas because of the religious aspect. I mean, that's just. It's, Taylor it's so ridiculous. So you know, yeah. I mean, the Supreme Court has said you can have Christmas parades, you can acknowledge Christmas, government can do it. It's a federal holiday. Why don't we ban yeah. that? Why, why don't federal employees stop taking Christmas off, right? right? Why don't they sue and say separation of church and state? Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court's addressed these issues. But you see a lot of times elected officials do that. Oh, we're not sure what to do or chambers of commerce. You know, we're just going to not do it anymore. Well, that's not the right approach is to sort of lay down. But thankfully, someone like you and others stepped into that void and continue. I mean, there are Christmas parades all over Texas and, and all yeah. over the country. I mean, you see them left and right. And so, and it's something that, that brings the community together. Kids get excited. You know, you got some different things that get um, designed and, you know, people come together and build things. There's a lot of good value and people get to see each other, right? Sometimes we don't know each other. We get out there in the public and that's how we connect. Uh, and, but unfortunately, and look, the mayor and Taylor, I know I saw a picture. He had a pride LGBT rainbow flag kind of t-shirt on. I don't think there's any question. A large majority, if all, almost all of them, maybe with the exception of one, were mm -hmm. su super in the tank, supportive of yeah. this LGBT ideology, and they could really care less what you and some of your folks were saying. We were there too. We testified. We had a big press conference on some of these issues, and I think there's a legitimate concern that continues to exist. But then the city passes a couple of different ordinances. They made some mistakes. Oh my gosh. I won't talk about some of the mistakes they made that were incredibly embarrassing, but eventually they did pass an ordinance that I think was targeted to keep groups like yours out of it and making it more difficult. And that's really the result of it, right? This year, you know, for a variety of different reasons, there wasn't a Christmas parade with some of your folks. I mean, the language is confusing. It's hard to know what to do. And so, um, you know, there were two parades last year. Now there was only one. And, and, and that concerns me, but I understand why you might have decided to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we simply, I mean, basically we bowed out. Um, we knew 
that if we put in an application, you know, they're going to come back and say, okay, well, we're not partnering, which means you have to pro provide your own police support. You have to provide, you know, all the funds for all these other things. And we're, you know, we help people in the community uh, with groceries and gas and electric bills and our funds are already low. We don't have tens of thousands of dollars to put on a Christmas. Parade. Well, and that's part of our concern. These ordinances are not supposed to be written in a way that causes financial strain and hardship and significant burden for events like this. But I've, right. I strongly believe that's the way it was designed and to really yes. price you out of it, right? Oh, well, now it's going to be expensive. So we imagine, you know, and that's what they do. They hide behind that. Well, we're, we're not targeting the Christians. Everyone, you know, this is just the cost that goes along with it when that cost Excellent. wasn't there before. Right. Exactly. And so they put that burden on that and they're like, well, I guess, you know, guess it didn't work out for them when that's exactly we call that a pretext. Right. They try to come up with some other reason when the real reason I think was crystal clear to folks. Let's talk about Christmas, though. I want to talk sure. about your role in your church um, because the parade is not it. Right. It's not if we can't have a parade, you know, I don't have anything else to do with Christmas. You have an important role in your church. Um, sure. Even though that it concerns me, right? We need to have those public displays of Christmas and to continue that. Tell us a little bit uh, about what Christmas is like at your church. You know, we have a church outreach project as a part of our organization. Uh, what's that like getting ready for such a big day for a church? Oh, well, I mean, we love Christmas. You know, of course, we decorate the decorate the building. And uh, from the beginning of, of December, we start singing the hymns and prepping um, preaching about the coming, uh, or the, the, you know, the, the birth, the advent of Christ and, uh, and then build up to the 24th. And we have a, a wonderful morning service that, uh, we'll have a candlelight service, yeah. sing hymns. We'll read the Christmas story, um, from Luke chapter two, because yeah. the, the, the season, it truly is all about Jesus. Before I became a Christian, it, it, it really, obviously, it did not have that same meaning. Sure. Um, I remember the first Christmas that that I experienced as a Christian. And it was, I mean, my it was like my eyes were open. I wow. mean, literally, the Bible says all things are new when you're in Christ. You know, behold, all things become new. You become a new person. And I remember experiencing that for the first time. And every Christmas, it, I, it's like I relive that same experience, that first Christmas. And so uh, we You're love like a Christmas. kid at Christmas. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, the Absolutely. scales fall off. You know, and, and it's interesting, too. I was my daughter had a Christmas performance a couple of days ago at her school. And, you know, the songs can be really moving. Right. Absolutely. Because it sort of brings you there. Right. You know what it might have been like to be there during that time you know, for yes. the birth of Jesus, right? So you can sort of see it and in, in, in the, the music, at least for me, it kind of, you know, it really touches you in a spiritual way and, you know, kind of, I don't want to say breaks you down, but allows you to, you know, kind of uh, let yourself uh, feel that, right? Yes. And that's you what look. I think is so special when all of those things come together, you know, I mean, and churches always can, can make you feel that way, but, and it's interesting, right? And don't get me wrong on this, other people listening and watching, but a lot of times you'll see a bigger turnout at Christmas, people that maybe aren't there very often. I know in my family, my dad only went to church on Christmas and Easter. My mom and my sisters and I, we went regularly, but a lot of times that was the only time my dad went, right? And so you'll see that, like more people there, but a great opportunity. Absolutely. Right? Maybe the case for you and many others, right? 
to have their eyes open before the, maybe the, you know, things they didn't see. Absolutely. Yes. Um, what, uh, do you prepare a little bit more? Like sort of as sort of the talk, Hey, you know, there's going to be a few more people. And some of that is just, you know, your regular people also make sure that they attend, but do you typically see a little bit of that or prepare for maybe a little bit bigger attendance? Oh yeah. We, we definitely expect, you know, it, at least a uh, family of family, you know, families right, of the that's true. That family that will come with them. So we definitely try to prep them and say, Hey, you know, bring some, bring a family member because this, we know that this is the time of year that those that normally wouldn't attend, they're more likely, uh, it's Christmas. I'll go to church with you. And then yes, we want to give them the gospel message. Well, and look, we see a lot about Christianity and religion, even though it's kind of, you know, we're seeing the numbers be less and less, even in America, that people are considering oh, yeah. themselves Christian or religious. Yeah. But we know this time of year, there is a lot of focus on it, even though I think we still have people that are attacking on it. It's still there more so than it is other times of the year. And But it is a religious holiday, a religious experience for so mm-hmm. many of us, um, even though for some people it's a little bit more cultural or, or both. Yeah. But it is a great time even for us individually, the, you know, Christians to reflect on that, sort of, you know, to be renewed, right, to allow ourselves. And, you know, that's could be the excuse for some people. Okay, I'll go. It's Christmas. But then they're there, right? They're sort of a captive audience, if you will. And, you know, that's where, you know, God can take over, right? I mean, the Holy Spirit can take over and and see what happens um, because it, it, it does mean something to us, I think, a little bit more as Americans because because the way we celebrate it and how much we care about freedom and how much our country was founded on the principles of religious freedom. That's why it's in the First Amendment of the Constitution. But um, those days are, you know, special. I I do think people are a little bit more maybe on their best behavior, right? People are smiling more. And it just feels like maybe for one day at least the best in us can come out. And to your point, that that's Jesus. That's what he does. Um, what, tell me, you know, does it still feel like that for you? You know, you're reflecting on that, that first time, uh, is, are you still able to sort of get in touch with that emotion and and what it felt like that first time? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, I mean, the buildup, I would start singing Christmas songs in, in November. I've (laughs) joked with my wife and said, you know, I mean, the songs are so deep and so theological, you know, the classicals, um, that, I said, we should sing them in July because they're so rich in theology and they teach theology through the, through the words of the song. So, uh, absolutely love, love, love Christmas. Well, you'd get along with my daughter very well. She's been singing Christmas songs since like October. Okay. She's like, like you know, really loves all that stuff. And, you know, um, when I got to watch her sing it, you know, it was emotional for me because to see young people too start to embrace that more and for it to become more real to them and and for them to understand it and sometimes we're not listening to the words right but other times when we can actually hear them i agree with you there there is so much theology history in there when you see yeah. how uh, specifically those words were chosen and how they connect i don't know if it's true some people say that you know, when you sing religious songs that it's, it's like praying twice, you know, um, and, and I sing a lot. And so, but it, it sometimes opens that up for me. Sometimes people like quiet, right? I'm sort of the opposite. I've, yeah. I, a lot of that more comes out on me when there's a lot of, you know, activity and things going on. Well, listen, I am 
I'm encouraged that you continue to see the value of your role in the community in Taylor. Uh, and I want yes. people to know all that stuff going on there. It's not over. I mean, there's still concerns about how this issue has played out and there's still opportunities for us to see what we're going to do about this where well, there's a new state law that says drag queens and other sexual performance can, cannot be doing these things in front of kids that's being worked out in court. So we'll see how that goes. We brought that to attention of the city of Taylor. You know, they seem to be dismissive of it in my opinion. Um, yes. so, but in the meantime, Let's remember, right, the reason for the parade and all that is to bring more focus on Jesus. I don't think there's any question, you know, people have thought about it more because of what you did and what some of your folks did there. We were happy to stand beside you. Tell us just as we close out maybe what that meant to you for people out there that might need some support. They might need some help. Um, what is it like when Texas Values gets involved and, and as we did, you know, over the past year to support you guys out in Taylor? Well, I mean, you you were a godsend. If I remember right, looking back, I think you reached out to me and said, hey, you know, saw this in the news. If you need help, let us know. And I immediately responded, yes, we need help. I'm letting you know. And uh, I mean, it, it just it, it was such a relief because, you know, we, I mean, we thought, hey, we're, we're going to be in a legal battle. We don't know a lawyer. We don't have an attorney. We don't know what to do. You know, do we just step away? Do we just throw up our hands and surrender? And when you came to our side and and kind of working in the background, you know, you're you're like, hey, don't don't let them know that I'm working with you or anything. But he, you just guided me step by step, and it was, I mean, it really was. It helped to stand the fight, um, helped me to sleep better at night, and uh, because there was a little more history that we don't have time to get into, but. You know, there was a group that tried to take our name yep. and was going to, you know, send a cease and desist. And you basically said, ignore it. <laughs> and that's what we did. And and nothing came of it. We were able to have the parade brought, brought, plenty, uh, brought plenty of attention to it. And then all that year you walked with us. You came, you physically came to many or most of those uh, city council meetings when you could. Yeah. No, and I got real familiar the the route from my house or our office <laughs> to uh, Taylor City Hall, but that is what we do, right? I mean, yeah. and, and and I knew when I saw that article in the paper because this these things similar things have happened before, different facts and settings, but oftentimes these kind of conflicts. And I know you and whoever's in that position probably don't have any support. Probably, you know, you may not even realize what's about to come around the corner when it starts to get more visibility. You are getting press interview requests and stuff like that. So yeah. I like to tell people we have a comprehensive approach to advocacy. We need to go to court. Do we need to go to a city council meeting? Do we need to go to the press? Whatever we need to do to handle these circumstances or to make sure that our values are accurately represented in the public that's what we do. And sometimes it is more of a background approach. You know, you be the face, you be the, you know, the the talking head, the the voice and all that, but we're going to be behind you to make sure you yeah. know what's going on and you got some backup and you're not alone. And so, well, our work is not done in Taylor. There's still some Amen. things to do. You know, we're still looking at these issues to see the best way to move forward uh, because some work does need to be done there. We don't want to let this continue to play out because we want to see Christmas represented accurately and fairly in public. Uh, and that's what our constitution demands and requires. And so, but in the meantime, Pastor Allen, I hope you have a wonderful and Merry Christmas. Thank you for such being such a great representative of our Christian faith and God bless you and everything you do. Well, thank you, Jonathan, you guys as well. And God bless you and Texas values. All right. That's Pastor Shane Allen from Taylor, Texas has been our guest today 
on the Texas Values Report. All right, as he exits the Zoom room, I got a couple of minutes left to update on some things. State Board of Education, huge victory yesterday, 13 to 1, almost unanimous. Uh, that's how good Mary Elizabeth is. Now, there are other people involved, but she was there testifying and had a lot to do with it. There's a new state law that says we're not going to have pornographic materials and books and so on in public schools that kids could get exposed to, but that's not the end of it. The, the governor did sign that law into place, but then there's usually some type of implementation when it comes to public school issues that the State Board of Education gets involved. That can be a good thing, but it also means it's sort of another opportunity for the other side to try to, you know, derail things and, and, and complicate stuff and, and not to get the full effect of the law. But we made sure that didn't happen. And over the State Board of Education, they voted yesterday. Really excited about that. Um, the U.S. Supreme Court's going to take up a big case related to chemical abortions. We've been telling you a lot about this. The majority of abortions now are when a young lady or a woman at whatever age she is takes a pill, could be in her dorm room, no medical care. A lot of times there are side effects. Sometimes that side effect is death. Okay, these are serious issues. We'll get into that. Big Supreme Court case out of Texas. A woman who is dead set, and that's the only way I can put it, on having her baby's life end in her womb just because it has a disability, or at least she's told that. She's over 21 weeks along. Our law is very clear. This is not an exception just because your baby has a disability and you're concerned about how that might turn out. We protect that life, right? So she's left, according to her abortion-obsessed advocate, to go to another state, pray for her. Hopefully she can get some support in those states, and maybe the baby will have a chance to live. That's Baby Cox. Pray for Baby Cox. Use that hashtag on social media. If you see value in our work, we need your donations like never before. December 31st and the end of the year is critical. Go to txvalues.org. Make that tax-deductible donation today. And that's how together we'll protect faith, family, and freedom. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.